0: And remember, you are a priority and you matter. JazzCast Pros. I didn't make it, you guys. Uh, I'm just going to come clean. I know I'm not the only one out there that's dealing with this, especially now for the holidays. There's cookies everywhere. And I have been on this sugar-free quest and I fell off the wagon. They were giving cupcakes away. Now, I should have just walked away. Come on, you guys. I should have just walked away, right? No, I did not. My sugar-free journey. I'm not going to say it hasn't ended, but I I did fall off the wagon. And um, today's episode is all about how I fell and uh, the process to get back on. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life, I'm your host, Kelly Marie, and I invite you to take this journey with me. We're going to be talking about all things mental health and emotional well-being. You see, I am a overcomer. If you are interested in figuring out the path for you to determine how and where you will drive your future, this is the place to be. We get to determine the ride may not get to determine the weather or who's on the road with us or if it's going to be a scenic route or not, but we are the drivers. So join me on this ride, living the front seat life. So about almost a month ago, I started this sugar fast. Sugar, yeah, we can we can call it a fast. I wanted to remove all processed sugar from my diet. I did not take out um, fruits or food that um, is naturally high in sugar. So just processed sugars, um, candy, creamers, coffee creamer, honey for the most part, I still needed some because I was having some issues with my throat, but cough drops, no cough drops, no processed sugars. It was, if you go back and check out the other episodes, it was rough. Let me tell you, the first couple days were brutal. I had horrible headaches. Um, I couldn't think straight. I was in this like weird brain fog. Uh, it was just brutal. I, I don't know another way to say it. I was very short-tempered, which is not good for anybody. I was just very quiet. I made sure that I just kept my mouth shut. I didn't want to say anything that would hurt anybody's feelings or, you know, get me in trouble. So, um, around day four, I'd say things started to look up. They were better. I could feel a difference in my awakeness. I was sleeping better. I didn't have that mid afternoon nap need. And I was feeling really, really good. Around day 12, I was in New York City for my Rubinger. Fellowship, We were getting together for the first time, my Lisk uh, Rubinger fellow peeps and I, for our final get together, it was our first and final get together, which was amazing. But I decided to push myself and go to Times Square and Rockefeller uh, Center to spend some alone time um, amongst all of the people. I, you know, am on this quest to do new things to try new things, to push myself. You know, remember the Grand Fondo and the, the 20 plus mile race? Well, it wasn't a race, but bike ride. It felt like a race. So going into New York, walking the streets by myself was a very traumatic experience for me. Like I was freaking out on the inside. Like on the outside, you know, I knew I had to be cool, calm and collected. But on the inside, it was a little a little scary. My tr- my traditional Fear, Anxiety. I don't use the word fear, Um, but there was some fear there. It wasn't based in anything. It wasn't founded in anything. Just this anxiety of being alone. I didn't think I would be lost. I mean, I'm in the middle of Times Square. You can't get lost, really. With There's lights everywhere. I wasn't concerned for my safety. I wasn't worried about, you know, somebody clunking me over my head and dragging me off, you know, some faraway place like I I was not concerned for my safety at all I did shed a tear of anxiety I fixed my face and got myself together and was determined to find some joy to do something that would be joyful for me right it's New York City it's supposed to be a fun experience right and so I needed to to find that for myself so I walked from Times Square over to Rockefeller Center and, you know, it's a couple of blocks of fun, which is a little less intimidating than Times Square. Um, still lots of people, but more private space, more, you have more like breathing room. I could, I could, I could take a breath and and feel okay. And so I spent most of my time in that area. Well, there's this bakery, Magnolia's, and they're famous for their banana pudding. And so I'm not a... Banana pudding, you know, it's good, but I'm not trying to break my neck to get any. But let me tell you about the rest of their baked goods. So, as I'm walking around and just enjoying, I really wasn't enjoying myself, but trying to enjoy myself. I took pictures and, and smiled and they weren't fake smiles. They were smiles of triumph. Like, even in the midst of this anxiety, I was still able to to win. I was victorious because I pushed myself to do something that I never in a million years thought that I would do. And so, um, I still was anxious and I, I was running low on my superpower power. <laughs> I saw the sign for Magnolias. I got in line and I did get some baked goods. I found a spot to sit and watch people and enjoyed a blonde brownie. It was amazing, especially after not having sugar for 12 days. It gave me this like warm sense that everything was gonna be okay, that I was gonna be all right. And I don't know why a brownie and sugar needed to be the thing to do that, but there was comfort in having that baked good. Not to mention they were absolutely amazing. So I just told you, I said they, which means yes, I ordered more than one, piece of deliciousness. I also got a lemon square and a regular brownie. So I had the blonde brownie first and then was able to walk around some more. I was feeling really good. Could have been the sugar, right? All coursing through my veins. After a while, um, time was passing and I was feeling a little, you know, a little more anxious again. And so I, I have a more sugary courage in my bag. So I grab a seat. In another location and sit down and enjoy uh, I saved lemon square for last because I love lemon squares and enjoyed the regular brownie and just watched people and you know really took in the sights of of my surroundings and then uh, a little later I had the lemon square it was the best and it, it my mouth is watering just thinking about it it was amazing When I returned home, I had to go to a conference, and the conference was local, it was here at home, and they had these massive cupcakes. When I say massive, I mean, they were huge. You guys, I can't even begin to describe the beauty that was these cupcakes. And uh, I was good at first, but then something broke in me, and I, I grabbed a cupcake. Oh, because there was a coconut cupcake coconut is one of my favorites and it was worth it i ate the entire thing now now that i'm at this point i have fallen off the wagon i have that cupcake then at the end of the event they were giving cupcakes away now i should have just walked away come on you guys i should have just walked away right no no i did not I left home I left and went home with three more cupcakes that I ate over the next two days and the lethargy the everything that I fought so hard to shake out of my system was back like never before I cannot tell you no I'm not gonna say I'm disappointed in myself I did very well for 12 days and i know that my stressor was was the thing that kind of tipped the scale not quite in my favor but it is what it is and so i am contemplating you know how do i go about this again some often and i do believe moderation is the key to all things you know but some things some folks just can't be moderate moderate you can't hmm how does that go guys some things you just can't be moderate with I feel for me, sugar is one of those things. I don't know, you know, maybe it's no candy, but you can have like tasty coffee creamer or, you know, you can have all the cough drops you want. I don't know. There, and yes, I have a thing for cough drops, but there is a happy medium somewhere. I believe, I hope, where I don't feel the lethargy. My stomach, I'm bloated again. Like it's, sugar is no good to me at all. But I'm hoping in this massive sugar fail that there are some life lessons that I can apply to the rest of my life, right? So I know that the initial fall came in the midst of an anxious period. What can I do next time so that I am better insulated or protected, you know, like life is gonna happen. And so I need to be prepared I have all these tools for my other mental health issues um maybe there's something i can do for sugar uh maybe we can get Chef Alexa to come back and talk about some ways to to better integrate sugar or sugar-like substances back into our diets because i know i'm not the only one out there that's dealing with this especially now for the holidays A lot of folks are baking and there's cookies everywhere and cupcakes and cake and all that deliciousness. Fudge. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is the time of the year for all of the good stuff. And so as I continue to, (laughs) my mouth continues to water. (laughs) Oh my goodness, you guys. It's so hard. It just, it's hard. But I know that I liked the way I felt when I wasn't eating sugar. I liked the lightness that I felt. I liked the clarity of mind. I liked not having that sleepy afternoon. Like I almost dozed off in a meeting today. I could feel it just, you know, kind of setting in. And that was sugar. And so I want to make sure that I am being fair to myself in all things, right? And I would love to hear how you guys are managing if anyone has given up sugar if anyone has gone down this road if you were able to find a a happy medium somewhere i'd love to hear about it so post in the comments i want to i want to hear your stories have you had a sugar fail and were you able to hop back on the wagon i want to know all about it until the next time be the light and uh, be kind to yourself it is okay. We try, we don't always win, Um, but even in that fail, there is a lesson, there is hopefully some laughter, and you can always get back up again, right? So until the next time, uh, I encourage you guys to